Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Thank you. Next. <laughs> okay. First things first, your exes should be blocked. You know, acknowledging the good things and moving on. We're not about bad vibes here. Are you relationship experts? No. No. <laughs> My pants were wet. <laughs> it ain't even about BDE anymore. It's about thank you next energy, yeah? Love Island is finally over and we can release ourselves from the shackles of... Where are they? Are they like Mallorca? The villa, wherever they are. Yeah, release ourselves from villa life. Although I didn't actually want it to end. You said that last week, but you wanted it to end. Nah, I changed my mind. Well, I definitely haven't changed my mind. I'm glad it's out. I'm glad it's over. I'm glad it's done with. I'm sick and tired of us in the UK getting things wrong when it comes to voting. Any vote in the UK, we can't do anything right. We can't come correct as a country, as a nation, united. I don't know why they call it the United Kingdom, because we're not united. What are you going to do with that extra hour? I was waiting for that final to finish so I can carry on watching Out of Banks season two, which is one of the best shows on Netflix right now. Interesting, interesting. There's always something new. You're hilarious. Welcome back to Thank You Next. The soon-to-be Love Island free podcast. We're not doing Winter Love Island, absolutely no. Winter Love Island isn't a thing, it's not coming back. Thank the Lord. And I'm Hardy. I'm Raj, and we spend a lot of our time on this podcast getting into the L's that we've taken in various relationships in our life, reflecting on what we've learned from them. So we turn that crusty L into a shiny golden win. And what we mean by different relationships are the ones that we have with our pets. I've never had one, but Raj has had many. Uh, Our housemates, friends, family, lovers. Lovers is always in here, but lovers is literally non-existent anyway. Colleagues and the people who sit next to us in trains. I experienced those a lot. Even now in the pandemic? Yeah. Wait, is the pandemic over? No, it's not over. Are we still in it? Yeah. We're in a panini. Would you still say... We're going to stay in a panini. Okay, cool. But like, you know how like, I don't know, they talk about the plague, 1990, whatever. I'm not... 1990, no, I'm just, I yeah. don't know the Yeah, date. yeah, yeah. The plague. For example, not saying that's the actual plague dates. Okay. When does the pandemic start and end? The pandemic starts in at some point in 2020, yeah, when the bat shit happens in China and then it ends. Right. Wait, wasn't that 2019? Was it 2019? Yeah, that's what it's COVID-19, no? Is that why it's called covid Right, go on, carry on, carry on. So when does it end then? It hasn't ended. Why is everyone saying it's ended? I don't know. We have to call like a fortune predictor to be like, when is it going to end? But it is, we're still in this. I want to know when the point becomes when we're not in it anymore. I think we won't be in it anymore when, obviously we don't talk about this stuff on the podcast, but you've asked me now when the death um, toll gets really, really low and gets to zero and it stays at zero for a very long period of time. I think that's when it's going to be over. Um, it ain't over yet. It ain't over. Okay, all right. It ain't, it ain't over. So <laughs> every week we say thank you next to things that we just don't find acceptable anymore. And, you know, sometimes it's things that we found acceptable the week before because 
you're ever evolving, you're ever growing, and you're entitled to grow and you're entitled to evolve, and that's okay. So on today's episode, we are going to be joined by a British singer-songwriter called Hamza, who broke onto the scene back in 2018. She supported all of your favorite artists on tour. She's played Glastow. She's done Jules Holland. She's got one of the most beautiful voices out there. And she writes songs that are about real life, real shit, relatable shit. If you had to write a song right now about your real life, what would it be called? What would it be called? I said no. It would be called I said no. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, her new EP is actually coming out a week from now on September 3rd. So we're going to be finding out more about that. Mate, she's even worked with Getz, Wretch Free 2, Mira May, and she's been out performing at festivals with actual people this summer. Getting Lily Lily. Um, didn't Getz like your TikToks? Getz did like my post, obviously once I tagged him in it. He didn't just like come across it and like it. I tagged oh, okay. him and then he liked it. Oh, right. Okay. He didn't just like start liking my shit, you know? It's still a like, isn't it? It's still, it's still a true story, eh? Yes. <laughs> uh, don't forget to tell us what you want to say thank you next to. Email us at hithankyounextpodcast at gmail.com to tell us about your relationship lessons and things that have made you want to say Thank you, next. Just like Sheila did. Shout out to Sheila from the other side of the continent in Africa. She says she's in Kenya. She wanted to let us know that she's gone through a breakup. The guy ghosted her, treated her really shitty. And she wants to say thank you, next to shitty, immature men. Preach to that because anyone that ghosts you is clearly fucking immature and clearly shitty because it just shows they can't communicate. They're a shit communicator. And communication is a basic thing you need in life, not only for relationships, but just to be a decent person. Sheila, I'm very sorry you went through that. But I'm not sorry that you found us because that's something that is great. And thanks for emailing us. Yes. Shout out to you, Sheila. Sheila. Um, Sheila, I am going to email you a link to a music video, a Bollywood music video called Sheila Ki Giovanni because... I want every girl who is called Sheila to know that that song exists and it exists for you and it should be your anthem. And you should be like, yeah, this is my anthem, bitch. I know you want it, but you're never going to get it. I hate that song. I love that song and I think the dance is fucking sick. I love it. You couldn't have seen that song and thought for the first time you were like, this is good. I loved the attitude of the song because the... The whole attitude of the song is, I'm too good for you. Like, I'm too hot for you. Like, sit back down. You can't get this. I know you want this. She, the whole lyrics are, I know you want it, but you're never going to get it. Like, I love it. Sorry. I love oh, it. Wait, I think it's that, very empowering. I thought you were going to say, I know you want me. And then I was like, you know I want you. And then I was thinking of Pitbull. You know you want me. You know I want you. Nah, I don't find Pitbull empowering. But yeah, she and <laughs> Giovanni I liked. I feeled it. I feeled it. You know what I'm saying? Wow, it's trousers. You can follow us on our socials for excellent video content, I'd say. Excellent. Good conversations, good polls. And yeah, we're at Thank You Next Pod. We talk to everyone that DMs us. So um, yeah, we never air a DM unless it's like a dodgy one. We actually do. Very high engagement, if anyone is wondering. I had someone messaging me the other time me they thought I was funny and they looked kind of hot, but I didn't want to engage. Why? It's too scared. Okay. So if that person was you, maybe keep trying because I feel like that's what is going to be needed for Hardik to respond. And I'm shocked that you didn't respond because usually you do respond to people. I have to ask, was it a man? 
Yeah. Is that why you didn't respond? Probably. Because <laughs> if it was a girl saying that to you, I feel like every girl that has messaged you that I know of, you start communications with. That's true, yeah. So what is it? Is it just that man don't make you feel a bit uncomfortable? Yeah. Just don't trust them. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. So other shit that went down this week, the Love Island finale obviously has happened. The results were, I mean, pretty shocking for me. I felt like Chloe and Toby were robbed. Robbed was trending. Was it? Okay. You know, I didn't see that coming at all, that Millie and Liam were going to win. You said to me that you saw it coming. I feel like the UK people wouldn't have not let Millie and Liam win. And after seeing Millie's follow account, it was like... Oh, you did the maths. Is that I what you mean? You did easy peasy maths. Yeah. Has Chloe not got similar following or Tobias or whatever? No, they've got like half. Oh, okay. I saw Toby's football people tweeting and being like, vote for our guy, vote for our guy. I also did a poll on our account on Twitter being like, who's going to win out of Milliam and Chloe? And everyone voted. It was like 80% voting for Chloe and... Um, Tobias so I was like this is a sure thing like this is gonna happen but then I just realized Twitter is actually no indication of real life because it's just we're all in little bubbles yep. with people that like us and think like us this is a thing it's like a little echo chamber isn't it yeah but I do just have to say that I think that Chloe and Toby deserved it more than any other couple oh 100% because like they went through the most they grew the most the story of Toby, he went from little man child to man. It was evolution. I remember my feelings, you know, about them both. Yeah. And how they've changed. They deserve to win. Chloe's mum fucking banter. She looks like a drama teacher. Chloe's mum could be one of the mums in Mean Girls, basically. That's what. <laughs> uh, I reckon she could be like, you know, the sex education mum. I love her. Well, I feel like Chloe's mum would make you cocktails like when you come over and be like, hey girls, don't tell anybody like like the mum in Mean Girls. Yeah, yeah. Be like, I'd rather you drink at home. She seems like a fun a fun mum, definitely. Um, and it was interesting because the chat that the parents had with Chloe, like Chloe's mum was kind of like, I knew you were going to take him back anyway. I was just like, wow, mm. you lot are just like airing out all the laundry. <laughs> I was shocked because Toby, he really made his bed, didn't he? When he went over to Abby. But he came back. It was definitely unexpected because Toby went from being like a member of Destiny's Childish to now being a solo star on the rise, you know? Like on the ascendant. And he is really funny. That's one thing I can say. Liam's not funny, okay? Mm-mm. You know, Faye thinks Teddy isn't funny. Liam is not funny. So you know he sang like Tom Jones. Maybe the people who like Tom Jones and stuff, that's the people, like the mums and the grandmas. Maybe they were voting for... Oh, do the mums and the grandmas have the app on their phone? I'd, that's what I was thinking, like, actually. My mum doesn't even have apps on her phone and she's not grandma yet. So I'm just kind of like, whoa, what's going on? I felt like maybe those are the type of people voting for Millie and Liam, Liam grandmas. Yeah. That's enough of Love Island because nothing else really happened, did it? I have to say it was a very anticlimactic season finale. Yeah. And it was interesting because I was expecting them to announce Winter Love Island, but Laura was very straight with that's it for this year that's it for this year no winter love island thank fuck for that because i wasn't gonna watch it once is enough thank you very much and actually i think love island has to evolve as a show now for it to stay relevant because i feel like this year had the producers not have intervened and caused so much drama for those islanders past casa amor it, it would have lost the viewing figures that it retained past casa amor but it was only because they were stirring shit up so much they've got a really good opportunity here 
to start showcasing a bit of therapy. You know how um, Celebs Go Dating, they have a segment where they have a real couple on and they have like therapy mm. sessions within the show. And even with the Celebs Go Dating thing, like you're actually learning about dating and stuff because you're picking up from what the dating expert is saying to the person. Like I think mm. there needs to be something within Love Island where like we see the bits when Faye gets told off by a therapist or like a session with Faye and a therapist or we acknowledge the gaslighting side of things so I know that when Islanders come out and they get interviewed by Laura like okay Laura never touches that sort of stuff but someone needs to touch that stuff with the Islanders and be like okay did you know that this is gaslighting or it's all well and good us throwing it around and people writing think pieces on it and charities getting involved but I think the show has to evolve a bit past what it is for it to stay relevant Mm, it might still be relevant for younger people the way it is Maybe for us, it's not. Maybe for us, it's like, oh. I don't think it is because I think even if we're going by any of the followings that the people have got this year, I don't think any of them have even hit a million yet. And usually most of the cast would have hit a million by now. It's shocking to me that someone like a Tyler or a Kaz is on like a 500k or something like that. It's mad. Or maybe people aren't using Insta anymore, you know, because they've gone over to TikTok. I doubt it. You reckon? I don't think the people that are on TikTok don't have Insta because Insta made sure that they created a version of TikTok within their app. Do you know what I mean? So then the people that make a TikToks can repurpose their TikToks on Reels. When me and Raj spoke today, we and her have not spoken for a few days. And uh, she just started the convo with, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to set you up with someone. And da, 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 da. And I was like, what? I was like, this is fucking news to me. What the hell, Raj? This is a story that, I, you know, you were keen to know more about. But um, ages ago when I knew you from the office and you didn't know who I was, but I knew who you were, I used to think, oh, okay, that's the type of person that I'd probably set so-and-so up with not going to say who so-and-so is because so-and-so is happily married now uh but that was basically it really to be honest I just thought that yeah you would be the perfect girl for him but obviously we weren't really mates so we didn't really know each other but I just thought she's pretty she's a bit like out there and she's not like traditional oh, you're sweetie pie. she's not traditional boring kind of Asian girl like she's an Asian girl that's like a bit I could have been married now like you could have vibed within our circles kind of thing like I saw that and I was just like oh there's potential there but um, hey, I never did anything about it. And now we're just doing this podcast. So it's okay. I'm joking. I don't I don't want to be married right now. But you know. If you got with that person, maybe you guys wouldn't be married now. Who's to say? That was it really. But how do you feel about that? How you feel? How you feel? How you feel? I feel like you let the one get away. Oh, shut up, please. He's not your type. Lol, From joking. knowing you now, I know that he's not your type at all. What, brown? <laughs> he's He's not a white, rude boy. There you go. He doesn't look like a member of Corrupt FM. Yeah, there was a guy on the tube yesterday who literally looked like fresh from Blazing Squad and he was just like a bit See of a wrong one. He had a beer in his hand. And I was like, oh yeah, a bit of me. And then there was a man, a proper man, who had like a shirt on trying to WeTransfer a file. I think they were like doing design. And he's like probably mm, 10 to 15 years older than me. And I was like, that's the kind of bloke you should be with. And there's fucking Blazing Squad walking by. <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah. But why do you think that's the sort of person you should be with? A white collar? Like someone a bit... Older. Someone a bit more mature, probably. Yeah, don't confuse mature with boring. Just Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Mm. That's the thing. And it's not to say that someone that looks like a member of Blazing Squad couldn't be mature. They probably could, but... Uh, I mean, he was drinking a can of beer. It's just a yeah. can of beer. At, it was like 12 o'clock in the day. I was on my way to work. I'm not really a fan of beer. Or like, yes, yeah, it kind of puts me off. Like when a dude's like, yeah, I'm going for a beer. Like, eat that. I just assume though, when people drink on trains, this is a regular thing for you. 
Obviously, probably it's not. I could have just caught them on the day that they were just drinking a beer, but like, that's off-putting. But then why would you drink a beer on a train? Like, wouldn't you, I don't know, sit in a park on a bench or, I don't really know because I don't drink beer yet, but like, wouldn't it be something you enjoy rather than just getting a tinny out on the dirty underground? Like, really? Say if me and you were going to an event, maybe in that one scenario, I would have a drink on the train. No, because we could have a drink at the venue when we get there. That's true. We used to do it at festivals that have pre-drinks and all of that stuff. But um, yeah, I'm sure he wasn't going to a festival. Maybe we're just being judgy. Maybe I'm just being judgy right now. Yeah. Do you drink on a train? Let us know. Hi, thank you, next podcast at gmail.com. Is it a turn off if you see someone drinking on the train? Raj only drinks at rooftop bars, isn't that correct? Nah, I'll drink in my back garden. I'll drink at the local boozer that I took you at, where all the boozer. brown people are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, ju- I don't know. I just think I like to enjoy it. So I drink cocktails mainly, isn't it? But I like to enjoy the cocktail. I like to enjoy the experience and stuff. So I feel like, how am I going to enjoy that if it's on a nasty train? Like, please. Mm. Okay, you're not drinking just to get hammered. No, those days are over. I'm not like a child anymore that needs to do that shit. I'm getting hammered tonight. I'll repeat that. I'll repeat it. <laughs> I'm getting hammered tonight. I'll repeat speaking it. of TikTok, speaking of TikTok, you've put this in as a talking point. Raj brought a TikTok thing. Well, I can't believe you think you're not going to talk about it. Why would I talk about it? It's just a stupid little thing. But I will say, yeah, I put this thing up on my stories last night and it's this thing that I bought from TikTok. You know how everyone started curling their hair with the belt in their robes? So now you can buy these like satin covered roby shaped things that you put around your head, you wrap your hair around it and it's heatless curling, heatless styling and all of that rubbish, right? So I bought one and it went on my stories. I was like, my DMs, today are fucking popping it's ridiculous every time i go on the numbers are going up of my dms and i'm like girls are just on it like send me the results did it work Da-da-da. and then i've got people in there being like it didn't work for me all i can say is when i saw that raj was influenced by a tiktok product and then went and bought it i love it when you know people do it with robes i was like of course raj bought the Baby pink satin. It did look beautiful. Now, the reason why I've bought baby pink satin, I sleep on satin pillowcases. I've shown of you them, course. right? And <laughs> I sleep on them because no, they are good for your skin, okay? And they're good for your hair. They're not going to fuck with your hair and stuff. So the satin thing of that is actually going to help your hair stay smooth and keep that texture if you want a smoother texture, which I want because I have wavy to curly hair that is prone to be frizzy, yeah? So the more satin, the more smoother it's going to look. So I'm like, why not? Why would I not do that? And if it's all been created and I don't even have to buy extra bits and bobs like that, even the the clip that came with it and the little scrunchies, it's all matching as a little set. It's fine. It's okay. It wasn't that expensive. It's on Amazon Prime. It was less than a tenner. And it matches my room, <laughs> as you saw on Insta. <laughs> and yeah, it's fine. I would actually go out in Tesco with that stuff in my hair. And um, you said today my hair looks like it's had a blow dry. So it's worked to a certain extent. And I'm sure if I winded my hair around it in different ways, I could get different looks. So I just need to experiment with it. And bear in mind that I didn't put any product in. So this is just a result of it having no product. So had I been a bit smarter with it, it probably would have come out a bit more solid. Did you do a video of you putting it in and taking it out for our TikTok? No, no, because... Um, but you will I be. To, yeah, I will, because I wanted to try it out first. You can't advise people on a product if you're not really sure how to use it. I think you need to test run it a couple of times in different ways. The thing is, is it says use it on damp hair. I actually think that's ridiculous. You should probably dry your hair, bone dry it as you normally would, and then spray it with a product that's going to dampen it and then 
braid it into that thing because that's what's going to give it a hold mm. now we're getting into styling tips this is not a hairstyling podcast but you know yeah it is raj is going to do a video aren't you next time you put it in and we'll stick it on our tiktok you said your dms are popping the answers are there you can't get out of it raj I'm i sorry. just don't know i didn't realize that like girls are so interested in this shit well yeah because it's like effortless isn't it it was very easy like literally just it was a five minute job and then bang went to sleep and it wasn't uncomfortable to sleep in, so that was one thing. See, that's really good because I do my hair in little clips, but that's ir- it's irritating. Yeah, you should probably just try this thing out. It's actually really good. Well, when you create the video and influence me, I will. <laughs> you like being influenced. You actually got influenced by Love Island this year. I can't believe it. Don't act like you didn't. Yeah, you did. You How? started ordering. You started ordering stuff from In the Style and all these random. Oh, stuff I saw it first. Yeah, things. yeah. I returned yeah, everything. That. By the way, guys, bad quality stuff. Bad quality. Bad quality. Yes, yeah, it's, it's fast fashion. Let's say no to it. Say no. Well, I did. It's gone back. Although I wasted postage, but anyway, let's not. It's okay. You live, you learn. It's a lesson. I live and no. I learn. I lived and I learned. You lived. You learned. One more thing that happened this week is that. Uh, Somebody gave me feedback for a project. Can I say this? Uh, what are you going to say? I got feedback for a project that uh, I was supposed to be doing. I, I got a no from the people that I was going to be doing it for because they judged me for watching teen shows. Can I just say, on record, I will not stop watching teen shows. And if you don't want to hire me because I watch teen shows and you want to judge me because I watch teen shows, then I don't want to work with you. And that's on record. And that's on period. Doesn't mean that you're intelligent if you watch documentaries. It doesn't mean that you're thick if you watch teen movies. Thank you. Next. So we mentioned earlier that we're going to be joined by a singer-songwriter, Hamza. So let's find out what she's saying. Thank you, Next, to Hamza, welcome to Thank You, Next. Hello. So it is literally a week until your new EP, Full Circle, comes out. And yeah, things must be a little bit mad right now. What is going on with you? Well, thank you for having me. First of all, I don't even know. It doesn't still doesn't feel real because it's been such a while since I've like put anything out like properly musically, like you know, a body of work. It all just doesn't still feel real. I don't know. It's a bit like and the other day, um, I was just in my bed and. I went on iTunes just to like see if it had like uh, gotten on the pre-order chart or anything like that, like just silly artist stuff. And I've gone on it and I'm like scrolling, I'm like, oh, I'm like t- number 20, like five or something, you know? It's like, oh my gosh, that's pretty crazy. Like to think that people are actually taken to what's going on without having even heard it, because that's another thing. That's amazing though, seeing your face in those charts. Oh, like it's quite cool. <laughs> It's quite cool, especially for someone that's like, I'm not the biggest artist. And I think sometimes like people can be like, oh, well, it's just like pre-order chart. It's probably not that deep. But it's like to me, any little kind of master, any little thing, you should always just grab onto it. Because I feel like when you do get bigger, those are the moments that you're going to remember as part of like your journey. Mm. It's interesting that you're talking about those milestones because like obviously researching you and everything, you've done loads of live festivals, big festivals. You did Glastonbury pretty early on, yeah? You went on Jules Holland, which is like something that loads of artists like literally are dying to do, right? You got all these big things. The Guardian were like, this this girl, she's one to watch. You know, you got accolades like left, right and center. How do you let, or how do you not let that stuff get to your head? Um... (laughs) <laughs> that's a funny question um, 
Because I'll be like, bitch, I want to watch. Don't talk to me like you that. You know what? Sit down. You know like... what? You get humbled by the reality of the, in the music industry. That's that's the truth. I mean, let's be candid. Like, the game is not set up for everyone to win. Hmm. So as much as those were, like, good wins for me, like, in terms of, like, industry-wise and, like, this and the other, there's a, a lot of where your success comes from is from supporters and from people. And, like, if that doesn't match that, it kind of doesn't gel. It doesn't, like, do as what you want it to do for, your, for you, for your career, if that makes sense. So I had to just also take in, okay, that's really great. I'm real, well-respected within industry by people who you know, tastemakers, whatever it might be. Um, but now I just need to like go on a like support of like people and basically have it as match up, if that makes sense. So kind of just got to keep my head down and like just try and make sure I'm still remembering that there's more work to do. Well, you mentioned there about, um, you said it's not settled for everyone to win. Yeah. Uh, has there been a time where you've been like, you've seen that in front of you? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mm. think, I think we see it a lot there's a lot of talented artists like that just can they can write they can sing they can produce they're like super involved in the creative process even if they're not super involved in the creative process they're still just as talented performers I take that away from them but they just don't get the same level of appreciation or the nominations or do you get what I mean even on a bigger scale for example just Chloe and Halle yeah they mm. have been nominated so many times for stuff and they're in that they're up there their music is banging like their image is banging the vocals the writing they produce they do it all but they don't really win that much awards and yeah some it's not always about the winning but it's like stuff like that but when you so when you take it down to a smaller scale for artists let's say like let's say here in the UK there's a lot of artists here that should be on the stages with the big dogs the in the charts with the big dogs here and it's just not happening, like. Mm. We, randomly last night we were watching old Brits performances oh, yeah. from like 2010, and like JLS was there, and we we're like, yeah, yeah. And then someone else was like, oh yeah, remember like Cheryl had her big thing, and then I can't remember what we were talking about, like another artist who's obviously got an amazing voice, uh-huh. and we were like, the way that Cheryl has got this massive, like, had this whole thing career, mm-hmm. and like other people who are really really talented have just like yeah not not even seen any of that yeah exactly not seen the l'oreal the l'oreal number seven deals or whatever it's insane exactly exactly again i get asked like so for my ep it's like oh what what's the talking point what's different about you to everyone else uh i'm a really bloody amazing singer maybe Mm, why can't that be enough or you know i can write i can produce i sing I can do this, that, I can dance, I can act, like, I do it all, I do yeah. it all. Um, and it's like, yeah, okay, but what else? It's like... It's mad that that is the case, because I remember at a time, do you remember, like, years ago when Justin Timberlake was like, I'm a triple hitter or whatever, whatever, and it was like, everyone was like, oh my God, he can dance, he can sing, he can do this, he can do that. And it's like, now, people come and they're like, I can do all 10 of these things. And no one's being like, oh, like... But... Yeah. But also, I, I watched the Mary J. Blige documentary yesterday. It was about the My Life album. That album that she did and who she was as an artist, she literally represented, like, a whole group of 
people in America, like in America, you know, like girls from the hood that weren't super girly and super like, oh, you know, just a normal, regular girl from the hood. Just she can sing. She's just down with it. She's um, she's cool. Making it out of the hood. And it was like people could relate to her and her story. And then she wrote an album about, about her big breakup and her depression and all that stuff. And it's like, that's what made her super successful. It was like her relatability. But I feel like as relatable as I might be to somebody, that still wouldn't be enough in this country because there aren't as many of me. So like in America, there's loads of like, you could say there's so many, like not so many Mary J. Blige's, but so many girls that can relate to Mary J. Blige on a scale of like so many black young black women and the projects and stuff. But here in the UK, there aren't as many like, big black girls with short hair that are from Hackney but went to school in the countryside in Surrey and da, da, da. Like, there's not as many of me so it's like maybe that is that mm. the thing who knows yeah like, it's it's, a, it's always going to be a mystery isn't it even I think even when someone cracks it no one's going to be able to figure out what it was that did it but yeah. <laughs> let's take it back to the first time I heard one of your songs and that was Breathing yeah and obviously this podcast is about learning from our L's, taking our L's, being honest about the L's we've taken and like taking away the lesson. I feel like that track was definitely about taking an L, recognizing the L that you took and the reflection of the lesson. And that was just for me, what I took from it. Mm. But like, okay. yeah, I just wanted to know, is that what it was about for you? What was it about for you? In a way, yeah, it was like the L was like life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah like the l was life like i was really going through it like yeah bad 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 and for a kid i feel like when i look back on it like my age i remember one one time my mom was like to me you're only 16 like this is when I, at a time when i was going through it you're only 16 shouldn't be being this sad like, i'm so sorry like you know just i was for a kid i was really down bad like I was on antidepressants all of that like it was bad and I just felt like something clicked in me and it was like oh like I'm actually I'm actually all right like I can actually see I can look at that side now like I'm not necessarily living in that now mm. so I was like oh I'm actually ready to talk yeah. so it was like yeah I'm ready to to be there again like I'm ready like my from my friends I'm ready to be there for you again or or like I'm ready to talk about my problems now or um I might not be all the way better but I'm definitely on my way. Like I'm just breathing now. Like I'm I, before I felt a bit stuck, and now I'm like, oh, okay, let out that sigh of like relief. You know, that's what that was about. You posted your uh, passport, old passport photo on Insta. You said, "I wish I could just hug a little me right now." Yeah, uh, that reminded me because uh, I have a picture on my mirror as well. And Raj saw it when she came to my room. She was like, "Oh, can I take a picture of this?" And I was like, "No," because it's like. I was like, it's really it's like yeah. special to me. But I read somewhere like, you know, you know, you should look at younger you and stuff like that. So what was the purpose of that, of doing that for you? You know, as people, we go through it all the time, yeah. right? It's like, I feel like there's never a moment of like real peace unless like unless it's momentary. I've just been going through it a little bit. You know, it's, just, it's a tough time right now. Um, and I just saw this picture and I was like, Gosh, when I was little, I was like so happy and like so loved. And I just wish I could just hug her and like get some of that, you know, that happiness, that little innocent, not knowing about the world, like just freeness, you know. And I just, and also I love kids. Like I love babies. I just think babies are just so cute and like they just don't know anything. So they're so pure. They could be really terrible and like annoying and like loud, but they're just so pure in their energy. 
but yeah, like just looking at those pictures and like putting that up was like, I was just having a bit of a cry and I was like, oh, I just wish I could hug my baby self right now. Like she's so cute. But I, I've never got to, I would never, I never get to meet her. But it's so interesting because there's this TikTok trend right now. I always bring TikTok into every interview we do. Like mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. But, um, mm-hmm. and it's sort of um, the younger you talking to the older self. And like the trend is usually, oh, yeah. oh, do we end up with our high school sweetheart or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> yours would be like, do I become a singer? Do I realize that dream yeah, and all true. of that? And like, I don't know, like, it's yeah, true. do you ever reflect on that? Like, what would, you tell your younger self about your future and like Ooh, I would just say you are desirable yeah and you're gonna be loved by someone dearly you have great friends oh gosh I'm getting emotional this is this is not what I was supposed to happen right now oh, it's okay um, <laughs> yeah like I, I you know you go on to do great things but most importantly like you do find love like I think when I was growing up and like as a teenager I always felt very undesirable. I don't know what it is, like, with the teenage years, it's like, it's not like I had social media was crazy when I was a teenager. Like, Instagram was a thing when I was, like, 16. So it wasn't like I had it from when I was really little. I don't think I had that social media influence, but because I went to school with, like, really slim girls, and, like, I was I was probably only, like, a size 14 or a size 12, but I felt really, like, fat and ugly and undesirable and this and that. And it just carried on through my life up until I was, like, 18, 18 19 years old. I would just like get with guys who probably didn't actually like me that much, but like wanted to, you know, have sex and stuff like that. And so when I met my partner, I was like, oh my gosh, like, whoa, someone actually really loves me. And it wasn't because I needed him to validate that about myself, but it just was like, wow, like this is, this is different. So that was a big one for me. I think the desirability thing and like feeling beautiful and all that stuff. But now you know you're paying because you're posting bare swimsuit pics of that on the Insta, you know, yeah. looking great. You know, the swimsuits are banging. Like the swimsuit collection is on fire. Hello. Fashion over. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. That's it. That's the secret. Uh, I, I'm just wait, I, I, I put everyone on. I'll put everyone This is not sponsored. You're not sponsored yet. <laughs> no, I'm not sponsored. This is not an ad. Like, but I just want to put the girls on because I feel like. Sometimes it's hard for like girls with bigger boobs and like bigger yeah. bodies to find stuff that's like flattering or that actually fits or is comfortable yeah. or you can feel like you can prance around in, you know? Those swimming costumes are literally, it's all the, it's like the same swimming costume, just in different colours. Like it's. Oh, okay. <laughs> I couldn't even, I didn't clock that. Actually. Yeah, like if you look, it's like the same thing with the cross and like yeah. a one piece at the back. It's like a one piece, but at the front it looks like a bikini. So you're all held in together, your boobs are supported a bit. Like, you know, your belly's tucked in, nice, whatever. Like, if you, or if you don't want to suck your belly in, you don't have to. But it's yeah. like, it just keeps it all, it creates the shape or whatever. So nice. I just, you know, I just felt like, you know what? I look good. I'm just slap it on the ground, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I get I get scared uploading bikini pics. I had one and then I deleted it. I was like, Ugh, Ugh. do you know what? Sometimes I look at it and I'm like, mm, I could remove that, but I don't really want to. Mm. No, no, please do not. Do not. I'm excited to see the new music videos. Well, the music videos come in for your new EP because in between is fucking amazing. Like, well, who knows? Are we going to get some sick videos? So I've got a very exciting piece of visual content that I want to make for one of my songs. So hopefully we can, I can make that happen because that would be probably better than a music video. Mm. So what is the inspiration behind your new EP? Raj has written here, your first EP was inspired by your first breakup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always interesting, isn't it? Because this podcast was inspired by 
my last breakup and Hardeep's mm. last breakup. So it's it's always interesting how a breakup like ends up becoming like this massive thing. I don't know. It's it burns a fire in your heart to like literally get something out there, mm. especially if you're creatively inclined. So yeah, tell us about this EP. So this EP is like a soundtrack to life almost. You can listen to these songs and it could relate to literally a breakup, a, a work colleague, a boss, whatever it might be. That's like the first part of the EP. The first part of the EP is basically me slewing everything and everyone that's annoyed me and that made me angry. I'm like, you just need to leave me alone. I am my own person. You can't bother me. Get out of my face type vibes. And then it kind of, towards the end of the EP, it goes into like reflection of like, okay, well, where did I go wrong? Like, what did I do? Where can I help myself and not put blame on everyone else for my issues because why am I feeling so down like I can't keep pointing fingers it's almost like a like you hear me like go from yeah everyone piss off ah da, 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 da. actually wait oh I'm actually kind of happy but oh but also I'm not but then also maybe I should just like think about it and look at myself and like reflect it's like a literally soundtrack to life like you go through the motions you know in between the madness, sometimes there's a, a moment of happiness and then you go back to being to madness again and then you're like, wait, 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 I need to relax, chill, take a step back kind of thing. It's very honest and it's very vulnerable. Thank you. Yeah. And I think your whole body of work is very vulnerable. Yeah. But like what made you be so comfortable with being mm. vulnerable with everyone so openly? Boy, I think it's the only thing I really know how to do. Yeah. I only know how to like give out and like create. So for me, Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details the natural thing to do when I feel something is to like write a lyric it sounds so like oh my god I'm in a movie but it's like <laughs> do you know what I mean it's like I something could go on and I'm literally in my notepad like blah, 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 blah. I can't believe this way it's feeling like mm. the world is on my shoulders you know like that's <laughs> that's literally me it's easier for me to put it all out there like I've always performed like I've always been a performer mm. and when I first started learning how to write songs, we were writing songs to explain how I felt and talk about how I felt. Like, I don't have siblings, you know. I don't, well, I have siblings, but I don't live with them. I don't know them. I don't have, like, my mum, obviously, she's a gem, love her. But it's like, you don't always want to talk to your mum about stuff. So it was just me mm. and, like, a pen and paper and, like, a piano. I don't know if you can see it. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I remember one of the first ever songs I wrote was about how I miss my dad and like I don't know my dad that well and blah blah blah. Or I wrote about like a guy in school who didn't fancy me back or why doesn't he like me or you know I was a very expressive child and so my mum 
always put me in stuff that would help me have a creative outlet because she saw it from young. So with the EP and with my bodies of work, it, it kind of all just ties together, really. It kind of all just like makes sense. So it's, it's like the way for me, I don't bottle up things is to write songs about them. And then I don't have to talk about it because let's say, for example, my manager, here's a demo. She's like, right, so you're upset about this. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So we have heard that you have a whiteboard in your room with goals on it. Mm-hmm. Do you still have it? I do. But the thing is, I haven't lived in my mum's house for two years. I'm just here for a little bit and staying with her for a bit. Every time I come back, the board is still the same from those two years ago. Like I hasn't, like my room, pretty, like there's so much stuff in my room that has not been touched or moved since I moved out. And the whiteboard is, yes, it's it's still there. You must have achieved a lot of those things. Um. I, from the top of my head, there's like travel for music. There's a uh, sellout Omira. I did that. <laughs> um, what else? Lose 60 pounds, which for a long time, I had like lose 50 pounds, lose 60 pounds, lose weight, like on my right chalk. Sorry, oh, I thought you meant money. No. This whole time I was like, why do you want to lose 50 quid? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? Lose it right, okay. fell out of my pocket. <laughs> Sorry. You know, um, for like uh, the past like three years before that. And then last year, I lost 52 pounds. So that's oh my one God. I, could, I guess I can tick off now. But it's like, it's been on my board every year. And I never did it. And then I did it. Like, chart, I have a song in the charts, which hasn't happened yet, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Oh, and there's also like a makeshift like workout calendar. Yeah, no. Then. didn't transpire yeah Uh, so funny yeah so now that we've like got into like some of the the secret stuff we know about you like uh i know that you have tattoo initials of your bestie yeah yeah i do um Oh yeah. Okay. Oh wow. So me and Honey yeah. always talk about. I'm always like when I get with like the person that I think is the one, which you know you always think the Absolutely next person. Absolutely no one. way. I'm like I'm gonna. I want to be in a relationship where I can get their name tattooed on my chest. Mm. Like I just you know do mm. it. Um. So what's your take on that? Would you? Because I know you've got your besties. Would you do it for a partner? That's brave though. Bestie is brave. I mean, I did have another bestie on here. And then he covered it up. Oh, that's a beautiful rose. That's the thing. Wait, so you you already did it and covered it up and then got another bestie's name. By the way, me and this girl, we don't have bad blood now. It's just like we're, we're cool. We're not like best yeah. friends, but we're yeah. we're like yeah. There's no... It's still brave. Yeah, I know. And then I got <laughs> this cover up. Everyone loved this rose. Yeah, but it's I beautiful. Hate, I I hate it. Like I, I absolutely. Why? It's so loud and this. I just. It's not uh, loud at all. It's stunning. Oh, it looks so good. Everyone loves it. Yeah, I don't know what it is about the rose tattoo thing. Everyone needs to let go. It's, it's, it's big not. and like, it's love. It's just, yeah, it's so round. I love it. I love the big open round roses, like where they're like, and it's shaded really nice as well. Oh, I just can't. I can't. It's not fun. You just no. don't like the rose. But I feel like well, my partner's name. Yeah. I mean, I'm so like, I'm a hopeless, I'm like besotted with my yeah. partner. So <laughs> I probably would. And he would probably be like, what is wrong with you? Like, I want to know what your star sign is now. I'm Sag. Sagittarius. Okay. But my, I'm a rising, I'm a moon, my moon is Aries. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. My moon sign's Aries. I'm very sensitive. Oh. I, but to be fair, I have got a tattoo of like, there's a symbol called the Jinyame, which is a Ghanaian symbol for like, God is 
all knowing, all powerful, omnipotent, that kind of stuff. It's a Ghanaian symbol, and he's from Ghana. He's half Ghanaian, so I feel like you kind of done it already. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's kind of like you know, <laughs> no, I like it. I'm feeling it. I want to do it. Like the next man that comes along, that's that's a good man. I just think I, for me, tattoos are a way of like cementing something. Yeah, I don't know. Like I'm just that kind of person. I don't know. Like I got my grandma's name tattooed the other day. Oh, with like a pink, a pink love heart. You can't really see it properly. Yeah. So I've got the Kenyan emblem there, Kenyan shield. I'll be too scared to put another human on, though. A human. Yeah, but in life, like, you're going to die anyway. So. True, true, true. Good point. And a skin. True. You can get it removed. You can get it removed. Or you can get it covered up. <laughs> covered up, removed. Yeah. The skin. Thank you, next. Yes, I'm glad you like aggressive because that's super, that's like so new. That's a new style for me. Okay. When we were making the song, I was like, oh, this is a banger. This it is, is. going to be like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Mm, don't talk, mm, you know? <laughs> it is so funny. Like, okay, you got to talk to us about that track because like aggressive is such a triggering word, right? Especially for women, especially for like the black community. So talk to us about that track. I, I don't even know what was happening in the studio when we made that song. But it was just like it flowed. Yeah, I mean, I think that song is basically a way of me taking back the control of that word. Like, I think it's used mm. so it's used so much to be like to put us as like women, black women down and like to belittle us and like make us feel like less worthy of certain mm. things. But if you do, if you annoy me. Like I'm not gonna, I'm gonna get angry. Like you can't annoy me and then gaslight me and like yeah. not think that I'm not gonna pipe up. Like this yeah. is not how the world yeah. works. And like, just get real. Like get real, cause I couldn't give a. Uh. You're making me think about a certain someone beginning with oh, F. No. I'm trying to draw it. Oh. F. They is freaking aggressive. <laughs> oh, don't my even God. don't. Even the people that came to visit and the villa, yeah, that came to visit her enablers. Oh, but they were like, I'm so proud of you. I didn't even notice that. I didn't even notice that, man. That's mad. Uh, they were like, Oh, it was needed. No, yeah, it just sounds like it was needed. They were like, like, We're proud of you. You you did what you had. No, no, she, what she did was disgusting. Like, yeah, it was I disturbing. If you're angry, you could be like, Don't talk to me, fuck off, like, whatever cool yeah but the way she was like embarrassing him for the most she clearly gets a satisfaction out of like raging and that's not healthy mm. and for teddy to feel like he's in love with this woman because she's fiery had it been a i'd say but had it been a, had it been kaz had it been a black woman doing that straight off the mm. show done sharif was it was it Sharif that he said something that was like yeah. you know banterous and like accidentally yeah. did, 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 and got taken out in the middle of the night like yeah no one even it wasn't do you, do you know what yeah. I mean like it's um it's a joke how they're trying to reframe that conversation about Sharif because I've seen loads of you know since Liberty and Jake walked I've seen articles being like all the people that walked and they're trying to reframe that conversation about Sharif and be like he walked no. Sharif did not walk that he was, was not he was dragged. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I, I just feel like Teddy, Teddy, Teddy. Do you know what? He's a good man for like being understanding, but that isn't the kind of understanding you need to be. Like you're on national television. She's embarrassing the life out of you. What do you think she's going to do when you're at home? What do you think is going to happen? Oh, God. What do you think? What do you think? Because how could... Nah, nah. And her brother's... Her brother's Imagine. 
him watching that back because he has no idea what that looked like to everyone watching. I know like, you know, when you're in the villa, like everyone's like, oh, you just get obsessed with that person and how Millie was like, Liam was there and had he had not been around me, I wouldn't have got back with him. So I think Teddy might have had something similar. And even in the recap like that they showed in the final, they didn't show a lot of Faye shouting. And that was fully intentional. Yeah. I think they do it on purpose though because they're trying to not, they're trying not to trigger them like further. They're just trying to keep the, just trying to get to the end of the show and they're just like, can't create any problems now. She got 25,000 Ofcom complaints. It's so bad. And she, and she was still on the yeah. show. So we're going to say thank you next to something that has uh, gone down recently. So what are you saying thank you next to? I am saying thank you next to the way that Kaz and Tyler were spoken about on Aftersun continuously because I don't get it. Kaz and Tyler got together, they were smitten. Casamore happened, he went away, brought another girl back, they sorted out their issues, they were sorted again. Liam and Millie were great before Casamore, went to Casamore, Liam kissed and was actively pursuing... Three-day affair, I saw the word Right, and another girl, hmm. just the same as Tyler, came back, they made up, they were besotted again. Kaz and Tyler, Liam and Millie had the same thing happen. Liam and Millie became exclusive. Kaz and Tyler became exclusive. I would say Liam's is worse because he lied. Thank you. But for some reason, I don't believe Tyler. Don't believe it's genuine. I don't mm. believe him. I don't think it. Liam, oh, they're just so cute, aren't they? You know, and she just, you know, she took him back and like, he's just such a nice guy. It's just not added up. If you, if you want to say that about both of them, cool. You can say, I'm not convinced of Liam. Da, 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 sure you could say i'm not convinced of tyler sure but when you're just singling out one couple that have been the exact same journey as this couple then there's something fishy going on people actively came on the, it's like they were told to say they didn't believe that tyler and kaz they didn't believe it uh, olivia Atwood was like mm, i just don't know like why would you be exclusive why wouldn't you just be both in girlfriend it's a tv show it's a dating yeah. show and they're moving at their own pace i know it's a, it's a show and like you want to see the cringy stuff but it's like they were the most realistic to me. Like, you're on a dating show. Yes, you're besotted with each other. Yes, you want to only talk to each other. But we still have a whole outside world, a whole life to explore. Like, we actually have to see what life is like in the real world. So, if anything, they were the most sensible 100%. couple. Like, sure, become become girlfriend and boyfriend. Look where I got Liberty and Jake. They clearly didn't know oh each other. God. So, yeah. Mm. Um, I was going to say to you, but have you noticed that they, the show in itself has not been focusing a lot on Kaz and Tyler's relationship, like since it got good? <sighs> but They've not got the airtime. But everyone outside the villa, when they come out, it's like Kaz and Tyler are like besotted. They are like perfect match. They are like husband and wife already. Da, 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 da. You see the way, you even see the way that Tyler treats Kaz in the villa when, whenever we do, we did see it the small moments. And it's just so sweet, so genuine. They're, they're so cuddled up. They're so lovey-dovey. But you only see Liam and Millie like, oh, baby. Yeah. Oh, I love you. Love you. You get it, your blue eyes. Love oh. you. Love you. Like <laughs> That's a great impression. Uh, but I was going to say, it really reminded me because I put it on um, our polls the other day. And I'm sorry to anyone that follows us. I didn't explain. I was like, is this the same situation that happened to Samira? So did you watch it when Samira was in it? Yeah. So with Samira, at that time, we all thought that she was moving mad because she was pining over Frankie when mm -hmm. he left. But little did mm -hmm. we know as viewers that Samira had a night with Frankie in the hideaway and that the Islanders all, mm -hmm. they didn't show it. it. And this is my thing is that I know it's a reality TV show and I know we're here for the drama, the lols, whatever. But at the same time, 
there's 50 grand involved in for the winners. So it's a game show. If it's a game show, if it's technically a competition, there are certain things that as producers you have to do and you have to show everyone fairly and evenly so everyone has a fair shot at that 50K. Yeah. How are they getting away with not showing Samira and Frankie going to the hideaway so we understand, oh, this is why Samira's moving mad over Frankie. Oh, they do actually have a relationship. Yeah. And how are you yeah. know we not seeing that, okay, Kaz and Tyler are really solid. And like, you know, like even to give context, because Hardy was talking about this with me last week, that she didn't understand why Kat, um, Tyler did the, you know, I love you thing um, from Love Ooh, yeah, Actually. Yeah, and it's because she, she, lo- loves yeah, she loves rom-coms. rom-coms. But again, you won't know that unless you watch Unseen Bits. Because it's in yeah. Unseen Bits and not in the main and show. People, and that's, I feel like people started watching Unseen Bits like a couple of weeks towards the end because they were like, I feel like we're genuinely missing yeah. stuff. Like So much stuff. I think it's it's mad that as well, them two technically out of all of those couples were very unproblematic. No, dra- no not drama. Not a lot. Because they were real. I just think... Real. You know with Liam, he's like a generic good looking man and Millie dresses nice. But so does Kaz. No, Kaz so it makes is the best that, that makes no villa, sense. Kaz is the best dress. She has makeup the... and she has the best hair. Like, yeah, Kaz is the best dress. But I think I looked. Millie's got like nine hundred k. Yeah, and Kaz has got like followers. The Kaz has five hundred. Yeah. Mm. So like v- uh, voters wise, if all these people are like, oh yeah, Millie's a good fashion blogger or whatever, and then <laughs> Kaz actually did have the best outfits. Yeah, she day did. after day after day. Uh, she did, and her whole. Her Instagram, her socials is all like fashion ideas and mm. like dressing ideas and stuff like that. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens anyway. We'll see. Guys, if you have anything that you want to say about Love Island, the whole series or the finale, get in touch with us. It's Thank You Next Pod on socials and hi, Thank You Next Podcast at gmail.com if you want to rant and send us a voice note. Thank you. So we're going to get onto your first lesson. So one taught me that spending time with your self and like taking time for yourself should not cause drama with your friends tell us more um i feel like i hear a lot of stories where people just like would like a minute to themselves or like don't maybe speak to their friends for a couple weeks and then it's like an argument it's like oh you don't care about me what kind of friend are you i don't know it's like it causes drama and i'm like so confused do you think it's a case of though like explaining I'm, i'm not saying we always have to explain but say i don't know if one of your mates just goes rogue like gone you've lost them and you're like it would be nice for them to explain, maybe. Or do you think they need, don't need to? I feel like to talk about it, sure. But it shouldn't be, oh, why aren't you talking to us? Or like, mm. you know, it could just be, is everything all right? Like, what's going on? When you're ready to talk, we're here. Mm. Like, sometimes my friend would just be like, look, I'm on, a, I'm on a good mood at the moment. I'll talk to you tomorrow or like in a couple of days. Or whatever. I might not hear from her for maybe like a week or so and then she'll be like hey should we go and like go do this I'm like yeah sure let's go just give your people some space like because if you needed the space and everyone was in your face about it you'd be like leave me alone so just respect that no I get what you're saying about people take space Mm. offensively and they take it like they take it personally as well and we always say like don't take things personally and all that but um they really do and I think sometimes as well, when you're dealing with something that you don't necessarily know how to deal with you end up taking space but you don't even clock that you're doing that so you're naturally withdrawing yeah. from people. And like, unless someone's going to reach out to you and be like, you know what, Raj, like, I haven't seen you, I haven't spoken to you in this long, what's going on? Um, rather mm-hmm. than, oh, Raj, you don't see me anymore. Like, you don't speak to me anymore. Duh, 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 duh. And I've had exactly. that. I've definitely had that. And it's just like, yeah, but I got yeah. shit going on that I'm dealing with. So 
and your life to do yeah. with. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Literally that. You must get this a lot because obviously your job, music, going away, doing stuff, mm. doing your EP. Mm. Are your friends ever like, hello? I have a very close-knit group of friends that I can count on probably one hand, two hands, if that. They get it. So they know it's never personal. If I see them, they know it's always love. Like they know they can always call me. And that's what I mean. Like from, I've seen it with other people's friendship groups and I'm just so confused by it. And it just makes me appreciate my friends more. Like my one of my best friends, he's just got a job and he works all the time at the moment. And like, we don't really see each other as much as we used to or talk as much as we used to. But God knows if I needed him, he'd be on the phone. Like, or if he needed me, I'd be there. So it just is what it is. Life happens, you know, we're adults. Come on, mm. get a grip. And I think there's this thing, yeah, where, so like sometimes people don't grow with you and like the things you learn about boundaries and, you know, all of that stuff, like they don't learn that stuff. So they expect it to be like it was when you were at high school or something like that. And they don't evolve from that. And then that's what causes like the issues and stuff. So like You You grow apart as people. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with being like, you know what, it's cool. Like, we just don't, we're not on that level yeah. anymore. We're not, like, we're not boys. Like, when, yeah. if, we're, if we're not meant to be friends for the rest of our lives, that is okay. Yeah. Like, we had a, we had a good run. There's no bad blood. Exactly. Like, exactly. And like, oh, you made a point here to say that it doesn't mean that you're not a good friend if you are taking time for yourself. Yes. Why is that a thing that people associate with not being a good friend? I just think people feel really entitled to everyone's energy and everyone's yeah. time. And like, no, you you shouldn't feel that way. And also some people have anxiety about losing their friends when they are going through it because they're not talking to their friends. So I just want people to also be like, to just chill out because I have anxiety too. I sometimes feel like my friend doesn't like me because they haven't spoken to me in a while. But I'm like, no, again, remind yourself, it's not personal. Just reach out. They'll reach out to you when they feel comfortable and when they're better. So, yeah. So what are you saying thank you next to? I'm saying thank you next to friends who don't respect your boundaries and that take your time for yourself. yeah they make it an issue okay so we're on to our second lesson so one taught me when you're in a relationship be ready to be an ear for everything and not just the things that you find easy to handle talk to us about this what's this about i feel like people in relationships they grow they change they go through stuff like emotionally that they might not have been going through before they met you or like they currently might have been and then suddenly when they're with somebody they feel comfortable enough to be vulnerable and like let that out and sit in it and not pretend anymore and just be sad and like you've got to kind of understand that about a person especially if you're you know in a loving committed relationship that you you say you are and you want to work I've done relationships about people and our ever-changing behaviors and ever-changing state of mind and growing with that person so you might not find it the easiest to deal with so don't just walk away like if it's if it's a point where you think that they need help and they need to get help be that and say you know what do this try that like everyone's afraid to be the lover's therapist but like you don't have to be their therapist you just have to be a support system and that's what a love and a relationship is about it's like being there through the growth and through the changes as much as it is the highs like it is about the lows it's kind of like similar to the one before where it's like people don't realize that you're growing and you're changing and sometimes Mm -hmm. when you change in a relationship again the other person takes it personal and it becomes an issue and you hear stories of like older married people who say like they feel like they've been with five different people throughout their whole marriage and they've been married 50 years it's like yeah. you always you always change but you love the person through the change you love the yeah. person through that I don't think I've really done that too much yet with any of my relationships I don't know I feel like during the big changes happen after yeah or they're there for a bit and then not I, I've had friendships which have been really 
Mm-hmm. But that's, I feel like we should treat our relationships as we treat our friendships. I feel like we're very forgiving with friendships, but we're not very forgiving with relationships. That's true. And that's because mm-hmm. being af- afraid to get hurt, if you treat your relationship the same way you treat your friendship, your, your, person, your partner should be your friend anyway. Then maybe we'd have, I don't know, longer, lots of, who knows? Who knows? But I think the mindset of treating your partner as like your best friend, it, it, it works so much better than treating them just like your partner and having this expectation of what your partner should be, but more so about the relationship of like your best friend. You said you don't want it, like you shouldn't get caught up with being a fixer or a problem solver. Yeah. Have you ever been in that position where you've like tried to be a problem solver? Um, I've been in a position where I felt like I wanted to fix or be a help, but there's nothing I can really do. Um, mm. And that make me feel like, I'm not good enough or like I can't help or they don't need me. But then it's like, don't get caught up in that. Just be what they ask of you. Like sometimes they just want to talk and vent. Don't be a sponge, just be a soundboard. Like, and half the time, just talking about it helps. Like it doesn't change the situation you're in maybe, but it does allow you to feel human. You know, sometimes, especially men, like sometimes they just don't feel like human because they can't exactly talk about how they feel and then when they have a partner and they're able to let it all out and like be vulnerable and and have them their point heard it's like it changes everything it changes the way they walk it changes their their attitude like I've had we've had times where you know stuff isn't going right and he'll he'll be like oh this is just isn't what this isn't working or just feels I feel sad about this or I just don't get that and then he goes to sleep wakes up the next day and he's like oh thank you for listening to me I'm like, uh, duh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, like, yeah. Duh. yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah, that's sweet. Aww. That makes me hope that that all the men in my life have that or get that, mm-hmm. or I feel they get that. I'm reflecting on my relationship with yeah. my brother. I'm like, I hope he gets that from me, sort of. Yeah, and the thing, if, and if you feel like maybe he doesn't, or like that you would want him to know that, then you could always just say it all the time. Mm. Like, don't stop saying, I am here to talk, by the way. Like, I am here, I am here. Sometimes I just have to remind people. Like, it takes me, like, it takes, like, five times for me to say, you, babe, you can talk to me. You can talk to me for him to then talk to me and then feel so much better. Mm. But it's, like, constant. It's, it's, a, it's an ever-constant thing, a relationship, isn't it? Yeah, so what are you saying thank you next to? I'm saying thank you next to not being understanding and allowing your partner or significant other to change and grow. Love that. Cool, so we're going to get on to your third and final lesson. So one taught me... To know when to say yes just as much as you know when to say no. Okay. Can you tell us about this, please? I feel like from my personal experience, like I'm very much a know when to say no person and my boundaries but it also can be a hindrance sometimes because it's not always about you. <laughs> especially in the work, especially in the workplace. Like, it's not always about you. Sorry, babe. It's not. Yeah. And you just, like, sometimes need to know when to be a team player and when to just kind of, like, suck it up and get on with it. Mm. Because everyone will tell you, have put boundaries in workplace. Yes, you have all of those, and there's enough of those people to tell you that. But you also need to be told as much as you need to say no, as important as it is to say no, learn when to say yes. Not always say yes, but learn also when to say yes in the workplace specifically, because you don't want to not complete something or not have a project come out the best that it can or because you just don't want to cooperate. And that's I've personally learned that myself. When did you learn that? When's the last time where you were like, I want to say no? 
but then you said yeah this project like my ep like this the season of creating this ep like i've had to say i've wanted to say no so many times but i've also had to say yes a lot to get things done so you've made compromises yeah compromising but it's more than compromising because it's like you're not really compromising because sometimes you don't want to do it but like it also needs to be done so is there a part of something of what you do where you're like you'd rather not because obviously you do so many you know you sit there and you make the music then you're doing the music videos and then you're doing you're chatting to us artwork is there a part of it which you don't like or you're like oh i I would rather not not really i would just love there to be more like i don't know you know when when you're signed to a label like i love my team by the way like they're all great they're all lovely there's like certain things that actually just logistically don't work or some things that are they think are better for let's say a press image or they might think maybe that doesn't work so much and maybe we we shouldn't focus too much on that and they're like playing like you know this is the sensible stuff like let's be sensible and I'm like nah I want to do all of these things you want to do the edgy stuff yeah 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 yeah. and they're like come on let's just focus this is what's gonna this is we see the projection for you and this is how we can help and what we know works all and it's just about like okay fine do you know what yes okay so it's kind of like picking your battles yeah 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 exactly pick your battles I also know that they do have your best interest at heart sometimes people do genuinely have the best interest at heart but like I wish I like there was more not anything to do with the label but there was more free reign in general in the music industry to just do whatever you like yeah but there's not enough money and there's not enough time in the world to do all of that so this is why the labels come in and like make things make sense and be sensible and be like this probably works here because of that and that doesn't work here because of that and then Mm. meeting in the middle somewhere this lesson is about knowing when to say yes but we know of a time where you said no to something that most people would be like especially if they want to be a singer they would want to say yes to right you know what i'm gonna say now i think so the voice yeah 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 yeah, yeah. (laughs) so you auditioned for the voice and you got you got through you got past the audition stage and you made a decision to be like you know what this isn't for me i was 17 first of all let's start there and I just had loads of people in my ear like, this is not how you want to start your career. Okay. Talent, contact, like, you don't want to do that. You can actually sing, like, you can write, like, da, 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 da. I'm like, okay. And then I was starting to think about it. I was like, oh my gosh, maybe they're right, you know? Um, and then I was like, you know what? And then I got told stuff about, oh yeah, they think you're really good for the show. And I got calls from the executives and from the record label and from the producers, like, can you do the show, please? Like, why don't you want to do the show? Please do the show. Oh, so they were fighting for you. They were fighting yeah, for you. Yeah, like, I got phone calls. Like, yeah. please, can you do the show? Like, you know, and I was like, no, I don't want to do it. They're like, oh, okay, well, good luck and everything. I was like, thanks. Yeah. Um, I just felt like it was just a lot. And in hindsight, maybe, yeah, if I, if I didn't have people in my ear, I might have done the show. I met Jennifer Hudson. My mom was so upset. She's like, you could have met Jennifer Hudson. You could have met Jennifer I was like, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry. Um, But I guess everything happens for a reason. And now, you know, I've done it my own way. And I'm still in, I'm in the music industry now. And, and like, I'm doing it at my own pace. So, But it must have been such a difficult decision to make, especially so young. Mm. And it's like, you must have felt like it's kind of being handed to you on a platter almost. Like, this big opportunity. And, like, you're being like, actually... Yeah, I think, I think also, I don't even know if I, I don't think I was probably, my voice was all right. I don't think I was that great. I could sing, but like, I didn't think my voice was like, when I watched back the uh, audition tape, I was like, 
god what did you sing for the audition so there were three auditions so the first one i did was i did royals by lord love that also the guy who was in that audition room you know the guy that was a pack up your troubles and you're okay back yeah yeah he was on that panel who's that I can't remember his name, okay. but he did that. No, 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 no. Is that Paolo Nutini? No. No, it's not. Someone. Um, and then the other auditions I sang, an original song that I wrote. I actually sang my own song. Oh, wow. I sang um, Birdie, Skinny Love. Yeah, yeah. And I, no idea. This is taking me back. This is taking yeah. me back. And then I sang like, somebody yeah. that I used to know, Gautier. Oh, yeah. And then on the third one, I sang You Might Need Somebody. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I brought oh my guitar my as well. I sang with my guitar. Oh wow! And then I, they are, and then they asked me to sing "Skinny Love" again. They were like, "Can you sing "Skinny Love" again from your other audition?" Like we loved it. it was like, oh okay. my god! And then they played an instrumental, and then I sang it, and they were like, "Oh my gosh, wow!" I was like, they were like creaming themselves over you. That's mad, mad. So wait, so you, how how long were you in the process before you were like, oh no? I think it was like a month or so, a couple of months. Okay. I, I can't really remember, but like I did my first British audition, second one, and then I got the call back and then I got into the voice and then they were like sending me all the information like, yeah, the train is to Manchester. Oh, and okay. da, 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 and like there's the hotel and da, 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 all of that stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. But, um, did your gut help you make that decision? Was there anything in your gut that you were like, you know what, this just ain't I, it. For I was just like, no. I was like, mm, no. <laughs> Everyone says it's a bad idea, so I'm not going to do it. And then I didn't do it. And it turned out that it isn't... It turned out fine. Yeah, Yeah, like, I have nothing against The Voice or Will I Am. No. Hey, Will. (laughs) (laughs) Or Jennifer Hudson. Hey, hey, Jay. Um, But I think as a singer who wanted a certain type of career, I just was like, no. That's amazing. Yeah, I think it's an important thing as well to, like, have the balls to say no to something like that. Do you know what I mean? So just to wrap up, what are you saying thank you next to? I'm saying thank you next to not knowing when to be a team player and, you know, participate and do your part within the work environment. Preach. That was very uh, corporate. Very good answer. Very corporate indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we know we've got to let you go. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you guys. When is the EP coming out again? It's next week. 3rd of September, baby. 3rd of Full September. Circle. You can pre-order that right now. And if you want to come to my launch party on the 31st and hang out with me, just pre-save that and come and see me. Nice. Yay. And uh, where can everyone follow you? At Real Hamza, R-E-A-L-H-A-M-Z-A-A on Instagram, at Hamza, H-A-M-Z-A-A on Twitter, and at Hamza, H-A-M-Z-A-A on TikTok. Hey, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Thank You Next. Make sure you share this episode with somebody who wants to take time out for themselves, but it's causing a little bit of drama. Somebody who tends to want to fix things rather than letting them be and just being an ear, a support system. Or maybe someone who's so used to saying no, they don't know when to say yes. Oh my God, like you, when a dude tries to ask you out. The guy who came up to me last week, though we put it in our stories, he had a spliff in his hand. 
I hate drugs. So it's just not. No, Hardeep, he also looked about five. Like, let's be honest. He was 24. He, he was 24. Oh, okay. He looked like he was literally like 15 or something. All right. Okay. He's so funny because he was just like, she doesn't drink. She doesn't smoke. I don't know what she does. So I was getting the clues by the things that he was saying that that's not a guy for me because a guy who is for me wouldn't be like oh my god you don't drink yeah wouldn't be judgy about that like that's my lifestyle just so he knows JLo doesn't drink and JLo doesn't smoke either but you know and look at her look at her look at her I, I don't smoke but I drink so like I'm not trying to be like oh I'm holier than thou me yeah. neither I just don't like it it gives me UTIs as we've probably discussed sometime what gives you UTIs drinking oh but you've drunk with you don't you drink with me though innit? We have no yeah problem. like one if I have one I'm all right yeah we don't need to have we, we don't need to like i don't know cocktail it up to the nines if you liked what you heard hit follow or subscribe so you don't miss another episode of the podcast you could do that very easily by pressing a button on Acast, spotify apple or wherever it is that you listen to the podcast and this is your official reminder to let us know what you're saying thank you next to make sure you get in touch email us or leave us a voice note it's easier than ever all you gotta do is email hi thank you next podcast at gmail.com or you can dm us on socials we are at thank you next pod on insta tiktok twitter facebook so if you want to see our faces or the best bits you know where to go if you want to find the tutorial i'm gonna make about this product i bought because of tiktok it will be on those socials at some stage okay and raj needs to do a winged eyeliner tutorial i did say to you this is very weird because i don't have a process i just draw it i just do it yeah just do it because you're so good I, I like freehand it but we can we can do lessons on freehanding you know some people use dots to do their eyeliner and like they use tape and shit like that like i don't do any of that stuff so it's like how are people gonna they're just gonna be like eh, what's she doing Dif- i find it well odd well odd's a throwback by the way that is like a dog in history in tv history like lassie like well odd is like equivalent did well odd die i think well odd died didn't he? yeah well odd did die i feel like well that was a tough time in all of our lives when Willard died. Uh, you know, it was um, Rocky this week, Rakri, whatever, however you want to say it. So it's so an Indian festival where like sisters tie a string on their brothers and brothers give them money. Don't know what it's to signify. But anyways, um, someone I know told me that they do it to their dog and I, I just thought that was the sweetest thing ever. And the girl was like, yeah, that dog is my brother. But basically her dog's in India and she's here. But she was saying that she sends stuff for the dog every year. And last year she sent her dog a cake on Rakri. <laughs> that's actually really sweet. Normally I have no, I don't give a shit, but that's sweet. It was the sweetest thing. And you know what? I have seen dogs with Rakris on, on TikTok. It's come up on my For You page. And I was just like, oh my God, this is ridiculous, but I love it. This is so extra, but I love it. So when I get a dog, Hardeep, is the dog going to be my son or my brother? Like, what are we going to do? How do we know what it's going to be? What role do you think it would naturally take? It depends. If it's going to hang out with my parents more and me at the same time, it'll be more a sibling-y thing. But if it's going to be my dog, I'm going to be the dog mama, right? Dog mom? I do think, you know, like when people have a pet and it's theirs, I, like they own a pet. It's kind of in the same thing as having kids and having a house. It's like, it's like a level of responsibility that I don't think I'm ready for. A hundred percent. Like I told you, I clean, like Blue at the moment is on three different types of medication. She's on eye drops twice a day, morning and evening. I'm doing uh, oral medication for her every night. And then once a week she's on um, 
this other medication that I got to rub into the back of her neck. And then she needs daily grooming. And if her bum's dirty, I have to wash her bum. Obviously now I'm monitoring how much she eats because she needs to lose weight. So I'm trying to monitor that as well. And then she needs attention and cuddles and playtime. Flower that, can't be asked. Okay, all right, we're going now. See you guys later. Little bit. See you later, guys. It's all love, yeah? Bye. Thank you. Night.